0: Hello and welcome to Weekend Rental, the podcast where we discuss gaming, movies, and just geek culture in general. My name is Ryan, and with me today I've got Andy. Hello. And Justin. Hey, everyone. All right, so a couple of things um, as we move away from introductions here, some housekeeping items. Um, I was going to let everybody know we are going to slightly adjust uh, the bi weekly upload schedule for the podcast. Normally, we've been getting those uploaded every Friday. I think we're going to move that to like a Monday, Tuesday just to allow more time um, for Andy to edit. Um, you know, We're all working uh, fathers, so we've got kids and families at home and uh, other things that get in the way, so it's a little tough from our normal schedule where we were recording on a Wednesday and then turning that around in two days. And then um, some of you may have seen, we introduced a new segment to the podcast that we're going to try and fit in um, every other week in between a normal episode called The Fail Bag. Um, And this was a great idea that Andy came up with. Uh, Basically, we had always intended on having a mailbag section to our podcast. Uh, We just never got any emails, at least not yet. So what did we do? We went to a decade or two old video game magazines and stole the questions out of those magazines and answered them as if they were sent to us, uh, which has been really fun to do. Uh, Definitely, though, feel free. We can always expand that failbag section. If you do want to send in some questions uh, to us via Twitter or through our email, weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, And then the last little bit before we move on, uh, the last two episodes that we'll be uploading after this one for the end of the year, we're going to record kind of in one shot because of the holiday timeframe, everyone's going to be busy. So they're not going to be your normal weekend rental podcast episodes. They're going to follow a different format. I think what we're going to look at doing is kind of discussing our game of the year lists, and then we might reflect back on uh, our Byron Burns, at least in the first 12 episodes to just kind of see... Uh, If we made the right calls, if there's some things we weren't happy with, Uh, we're not quite sure on that yet, but it should be fun and we'll have episodes still coming out every two weeks. Uh, It'll just be January before we get back into uh, the weekend rental swing, I think. Um, Did I miss anything, fellas?
1: I think that was pretty much it.
0: All right. Um, So with that out of the way, uh, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, Let's get into the, what are we watching and playing? Um, We went through Black Friday. I know. Uh, a lot of people did some shopping, got some new games, so we've all kind of been playing different stuff for the most part. Um, what's
2: what's everyone been getting into? Well, I know I talked quite a few episodes ago about uh, playing through Nier Automata, and uh, I recently just picked it up because I played through the first uh, playthrough, and then uh, I picked up the second playthrough, finished that, and then I was absolutely hooked. So I had to keep going. I think there's five playthroughs or five endings that you need apparently. really um and toward the end of that game it turns into the most craziest stuff i've ever seen a game actually do um i kind of explained in the first episode that i talked about this that a lot of the gameplay and the visual style to what you you know see uh relates to you being an actual robot much like you know if you a lot of the stuff uh, are chips in your system. So, you know, you could get a a chip that's attack plus three or something. And if you don't have room, you could take off your HP bar. You could take off, you know, the map on, on your screen just to fit that in there and get that bonus. Um, and that's really cool in that way. And toward the end of the game, uh, just imagine that type of system kind of getting really fucked up. And see and seeing how that is handled on uh, visually on a video game is pretty entertaining.
0: So like other like screen effects where like things are glitching in and out and just weird stuff.
2: It gets really crazy. Yeah. On top of that, the the story, there's there's like four or five plot threads in that that I I don't know if I've even seen anything comparable in like how a movie would handle something like that. Uh, There's just some threads that even a good sci-fi movie uh, just does not handle. There's nothing like cliche about that story at all, really, which you, you would, you wouldn't think, I mean, you look at it from the outside, you think, oh, it's anime people, you know, and it's just going to be anime storylines, but uh, not really. So uh, happy to happy to get through that. And yeah, that's
0: somebody, (laughs) I heard, I heard somebody talking about it and they were saying that like really the third ending is like kind of the first, almost true ending and like one of the better ones so yeah it's it's kind of cool that like it rewards you for multiple playthroughs
2: yeah i mean once you get to into the third one it's almost like as if it was a sequel like a whole new game
0: nice
2: um yeah
0: i picked it up i the black friday 25 bucks at best buy so i gotta come and i I can't wait to be like
2: yeah the second playthrough is a struggle because it is almost identical to the first one so you kind of have to mainline a lot of the same stuff but
0: it's the same stuff but then you get the perspective and like narrative from the like AI guy that person that followed you the whole time right like so it's like right. a slightly different take on everything in the game
2: yep you find that you know you get little bits and pieces more of the story and you there's a little bit different gameplay but it, it is a little bit too close to the original playthrough for my liking but so you just kind of have to suffer through that a little bit
0: yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that didn't turn too many people off. Although I, I think a lot of people love this game. So
2: yeah, I I was looking at the, the, uh, you know, the trophies on uh PlayStation and like 37% of people have gotten all five endings, which is, Oh really? Yeah. That's, that's a nuts. crazy number for a game.
0: Yeah. Well, and like a game that even though it's successful and gotten like a lot of critical acclaim, I feel like it's still super
2: niche. So that kind of says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So did you buy anything on Black Friday that you've been playing?
0: Oh, what didn't oh, yeah. I buy? Well, I'm, I'd be playing more, um, but I didn't... I wanted, So I ordered a bunch of stuff from Best Buy online. That was the only store that I ordered exclusively online from because I, I didn't want to take the gamble of getting to the store and not getting what I wanted. Um, so I'm waiting on most of my Black Friday haul. Uh, I did get um, Horizon Zero Dawn, though, and I put that in. And I'm probably seven to eight hours into that um yeah i really like it i think like i, I text andy a little bit and i was just complaining about how uh, it's really frustrating to me that like no developer outside of nintendo can get cutscenes right i mean without so the cutscenes are very well done and like the dialogue and the text and the different options to drive conversations within horizon zero dawn but there's like a lot of weird clipping and like some strange camera zooms sometime and then like lips not syncing up, which just kind of sucks because it really takes you out of it. And I, I would argue that the narrative is one of the most interesting pieces, if not the most interesting piece of the world that horizon takes place in. Um, so it kind of is a bummer um, that that happens, but yeah, really cool game. Um, I will say that like, you know, when that came out, and a lot of people still are talking about the game, um, and you know, it, it got kind of overshadowed by Breath of the Wild. And a lot of people, like I've heard several people say that this game is the game that they prefer. I just, it's it it doesn't resonate like that with me. Um, it's really cool. I like the game world. I'm having fun playing it, but um, I'm there for the narrative and the world mostly. Uh, I don't really. I mean, the gameplay is good. I, I mean, I, I it's I shouldn't be saying this. Like, if people are gonna think I'm crazy, but it just doesn't hook me. Like the whole talent tree progression multiple new things to unlock different new weapons to match like i'm not into that like i think that's where breath of the wild i get a handful of just subtle moves i can pull off um that can be incorporated in the game many different ways to make it interesting where already with horizon i feel like they're throwing so much at me that i'm never going to use what i'm going to do is i'm going to walk up i'm going to hide in a bush i'm going to whistle and i'm going to like take down anything that comes next to me and I'm going to continue to do that for the next 30 hours of this game because that works for me, and that's how I'm going to play it. Um, so um, really good game. I, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Like I said, I'm only like eight or so hours in. Um, I really just thought it would blow me away a little bit more, and like the world does. Uh, the, the world is cool. You know, The all of that is neat. I just, mechanic-wise, um, <clears throat> I think it just treads closely to a lot of other games like uh, Shadow of War, or, uh, Assassin's Creed, um, you know, in those open world type games, but what really sets it apart again is, is the story, um, and the drive to kind of figure that out and what happens with like your pseudo, you know, father who raised you. Um, and that's where I'm at with that game, I guess.
2: Yeah. Well, and the graphics are just amazing in that game as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh- yeah.
0: And that's why it really bothered me that the, you know, the uh, cutscenes were so bad. Cause it's just like, you're so immersed in this thing. And then to see crap like that just irritated me.
2: Yeah, and it and a lot of times like you buy different equipment and and uh, uh, outfits to help you. Yeah. And all the cutscenes that are in engine obviously have that stuff, so it doesn't break immersion. But then you do have like those pre-rendered, you know, cutscenes that
0: yeah,
2: uh, just have your base outfit on, and 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 that part's jarring, which it's kind of like a shock because you don't, you hardly see it. Those, uh, those type of cutscenes are few and far between. So when it happens, it, it kind of shocks you, but it also kind of, <laughs> it kind of backfires on them because they are able to, you know, be able to make those in engine cutscenes look so good too with, with, yeah. you know, with those, uh, outfits that you do buy. Um, <laughs> my wife played all the way through it. I watched probably about half of it or so a little bit more than that, maybe. And at one point she, uh, was going to do this one quest and she must have gone on like the back door side of it, like the other side of what the designers thought you would get to it. So she came upon like this little uh, village or whatever. And she's trying, she just assumed that you had to like go through it to get to the guy at the end, you know, for the quest or whatever. So she like spent an hour basically. And my wife is just like super careful. Like she'll sit in a bush for forever. Just, <laughs> It, it really stressed That's kind of how
0: I play it too, honestly, so I totally get right. this. It, yeah. It's
2: totally like, a, it's like she's playing a stealth game, but it's more that she's just too afraid to attack the situation. <laughs> um, but <laughs> she spent like an hour going through this whole camp, killing everybody methodically, one by one, only to get to the guy at the end of the quest, and the guy says, okay, we're here, we need to go into this village and kill everybody. And <laughs> The quest started. Everybody was dead, and the the whole quest was glitched out. She couldn't finish it because. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so did she have to go back to an earlier save. Yeah, stage she, had then? To, she had to like go back and redo it all. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's kind of awesome. I think one of my favorite things to do, like I've gotten into a couple of larger like set piece battles, is like I'll kill a couple people and then I just run in like huge arcing circles, and then the AI just takes everything down. <laughs> it's like super easy. Yeah. No, gorgeous game, though. Like, it really, like, I feel like there's very few games that I felt, like, really wowed me on the PlayStation, um, and this is definitely one of them. Like, yeah. next-level detail on stuff, like, very well thought out.
2: Yeah. Huh. Well, my buy, my Black Friday buy was uh, Everybody's Golf for PS4, which is just, it's uh, Hot Shots Golf. It's just what they've always is named it, same it in people? Japan. Yeah. It, I mean, they always named it Everybody's Golf, I think, over in Japan. And they just decided to just across the board, change the name to that.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Was, that was 15 bucks, right? Yep. Or was it 20? Yeah.
2: No, 15. it was 15.
0: See yeah. if, if I didn't know and it was, um, hotshots, I would have totally bought that. Cause I looked at that even. Let's yeah. See, I mean, I'm
2: sure I can still get a cheap sooner or later. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's quite a bit of fun. Uh, it's really weird though. Like you can like run around on the course and like, there's almost like when you go online, you go to the course and it's almost like an MMO or like a destiny hub. The whole course is, so you can like walk up to people and
0: like while they're playing even.
2: Right. Yep.
0: <laughs> so you can like air horn them from bushes and
2: pretty much. Yeah. You, you get emotes and all that stuff. And I mean, you can jump in the water and do a whole bunch of stuff. I, I think there's like fishing in the game. Even it's really weird, but, nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just hotshots golf. Most of all. So,
1: It's one of the games I wanted to get, but I never did.
2: Yeah, I would be down for that. I always loved Hot Shots. It's a good time waster. Yep. That's my second golf game of the year, (laughs) which is really scary. I don't know
0: if you really count Golf Story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was surprised you didn't have like Battle Chef Brigade or whatever that game is on your list yet. I figured that would be like right up your alley.
2: Yeah, that one looks interesting. I kind of want to check that one out.
0: I'm waiting for like a 30% price drop, and then I'm going to grab that. Yep. Did you uh, pick up anything on Black Friday, Justin?
1: No. I looked at everybody's golf and Shadow of War, but I decided against either one of them. Wait till if they get a little bit cheaper or not.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they will.
1: I've just been playing Fortnite, so it's a free game. (laughs) It's fun.
0: Nice. They got an update coming out next week.
1: Uh, There was one that came out today. It added smoke grenades.
0: And then I think they put like a patch in for Xbox One X also, right? Like some four K stuff for like performance. Yeah, and so it's supposed to bed.
1: visually run better, I guess, on Xbox One X or something. I guess Xbox has had issues with it running, anyways, in general, just performance wise. So. Well,
0: they're probably purposely sa- or like uh, like cutting it so that they can promote Battlefront or not Battlefront, PUBG.
1: PUBG. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, two weeks away, I suppose?
0: Yeah, right before the end of the year. It's crazy. Well, outside of um, Horizon, I've been playing a lot of the Switch. I picked up Rocket League for the Switch. Um, even before I had a Switch, when I found out that Rocket League was coming, I would like, get a portable version of that and be able to play you know, co-op, split screen, anywhere. I was super excited and uh, I grabbed it. I don't, I don't think I got it on launch day. I was debating on uh, as to whether I was actually going to buy this digitally or if I would just wait and get the deluxe edition or whatever is going to come out physically. But then I realized that like rocket league is a game. I don't want to have a cartridge for Like I just want to be able to play it whenever I want to play it. Uh, So I bought it and then it was 20 bucks I think. And then I also bought the one car pack or expansion pass that has the car that I like. Uh, that was like another four bucks came with a couple cars and some new skins and, uh, yeah, really good, really good port. It's from panic button, the same people that brought over doom to the switch. Um, so they do a lot of like that in game scaling of graphics and visuals, um, to kind of keep it running at an even clip, but it is 100% rocket league, um, plays exactly the same. You know, you can tell a little bit on the handheld, um, the, the visuals aren't, aren't quite there. I think on the dock though, um, it's hard for me to tell the difference. And I also got uh, one of those Magic NS USB sticks, so I synced my PS4 controller to it um, so that I could actually play it properly because that felt natural to me based on how much I'd played you know, the 3,000 or so odd games that Justin and I everybody had played uh, Rocket League on the PS4. And uh, it was it's really good. Uh, I did get nauseous, though, playing it in handheld mode. Um, I think the combination of like the jagginess, because a lot of times I play goalie to midfield so like everything was a little jaggy on the other end of the court in handheld um, combined with the smaller screen and like the smaller aspect ratio of everything. Like I got kind of sick. So I have to kind of, wa- <laughs> I have to kind of watch it when I'm playing it in handheld mode.
2: Well, I'm not sure me personally. more of your, you know, your total perspective of your eyesight too. So that.
0: Yeah. And it's just a little bit of a strain to be honest. Like it was just hard on my eyes. Uh, but no, it's, it's rocket league, like to a T it's great. And I will say like the first five days that that was on switch, was freaking fantastic like i went down and immediately shut off multi like cross-platform play and just raped people (laughs)
2: like
0: mopped the floor (laughs) with people it was fantastic (laughs) like the downside was is like you couldn't set up passes like you could nobody knew how to like actually play the game but like I was just like a one man wrecking crew. Like it was so great. Like, it's it's leveled out since then. Like I've progressed up in like the rankings, so it's putting me against better people, but yeah, like it was it was a real awesome ride there for a few days.
2: Well, especially when you have the PS4 controller too that gives you Yes. An advantage too, yeah. Yeah.
0: I kind of had to do that. I didn't mind my wired Hori controller, but like especially on the um like the switch and portable mode, like just the fact that there's no like depth uh, to the grip on those joy cons. Like I was getting cramps. Um, And then there isn't a whole lot of travel distance between the upper and lower triggers. So I would kind of inadvertently pull up the uh, score scoreboard mid game. And so it it started to bother me, but yeah, having the PS4 controller now is just phenomenal.
1: (laughs) I did appreciate the text message about being nauseous during the game.
0: Yeah. I got like really sick that time. (laughs) I texted you. I was like, I, I'm like, I played for probably three hours that night, and I'll say I got sick in about an hour and a half. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna keep playing. Like <laughs> it's totally worth it.
1: Like, That's what it was. That when that we were playing Reach, like yeah. we played that for what was it? Probably three or four hours. By the end, there I was like, I'm gonna go lay down.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was spitting. I thought I was gonna throw up, like for real, but I, I didn't. And now I've just, I just, now I've just kind of stuck to TV. I will. Like, it is nice, though, like having it on the Switch because, like, we'll just be upstairs watching a movie or, like, some kid show and I'll pop it out and play a couple games. Um, super convenient. Like, great game to have. I mean, great game all around. Like, one of my top, like, 10 favorite games of all time. So, to have it anywhere I want is is fun. Yeah. And I just, I just imagine there will be some day where I'll be on a rooftop at a party. And I'll be like, hey, guys, want to play Rocket League? And we'll do it. And it's going to be amazing. So, Or a street basketball court at night yep. in, in the inner city. But we'll see which comes first.
2: <laughs> you might get that Switch stolen. if. Just...
0: <laughs> and I might die. But, you know, worth it. You guys been playing anything else at all? Uh,
2: I booted up uh, the new Animal Crossing game for iOS, playing it on my iPad. I played for a half hour and I am about done with it <laughs> and I I'm not really sure if it's I've kind of noticed this with Animal Crossing I with the very first one on the GameCube I played obsessively and everyone since then there's just been like a dramatic drop off of in the time I've played them Where like the 3ds one the last I think that was the last one uh, I played maybe a week. And I was kind of pretty much done with it then. So I, it could be a mix of just like the same formula hitting me over and over where it just has less effect on me. But also there's a lot of like hooks in this where it's just like, ah, eh, it's not, it's like a limped version of, uh, animal crossing. So.
0: Sure. I could kind of see that. It, this is like, um, this is kind of like fire emblem, right? Where it's like free right off the bat, but there's in purchase or in game purchases. It's not a fee. Yeah,
2: Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a, you know, in-game currency to buy extra furniture and stuff like that. So, and it's all about like getting the coolest furniture. So like the, uh, you get more friends to come over to your little camp. That's about it.
0: Oh, is that why people don't visit me? My furniture's too lame.
2: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's cool that they're putting out more stuff, but like animal crossing has never really grabbed me. In fact. I own maybe three of them, but I've not booted up a single version of it. Sure. To be honest, I'm sure it'll do well for them though.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that type of game altogether is just a, you like it or you don't type thing anyway, you know?
0: I could see like, I mean, I, again, I've never played animal crossing, but I, I could see how the log on, do a couple things, wait for things to time out and come back. Like it would be a good, you know, commute game or something.
2: But... Yeah. That's why I was excited for this. Cause I f- I feel like out of everything in Nintendo stable, like animal crossing is the perfect mobile fit. Yeah. And yeah, just, just doesn't hit me. I, and maybe it's just because animal crossing just doesn't work for me anymore, but I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm curious to see what they do next. Cause they seem intent on continuing to support mobile. So, yeah, I can't imagine what the next franchise
2: up is going to be, but I'm curious. Yeah. That's a Mario party. Everybody Mario party
0: oh, asynchronous
2: man. Mario party. That'd be
0: Mario party. The top 20, <laughs>
2: yeah. or
0: the, the worst 20. <laughs> Remember that top 100? This is the opposite. It's only, it's only games that you can play by rotating the joystick with your palm. But the joke is that there's <laughs> right. no rot- rotating joystick. So you can't play a single one. It's
2: amazing. Right. Or completely random. <laughs> 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 we just randomly choose the winner.
0: Yeah, actually, now that you mention that, it's kind of surprising that Mario Party didn't make that.
1: Hmm.
2: Cool. I'd love WarioWare. I think that would be the next best one, but.
0: Oh, that's a good idea.
2: I don't know how you monetize that that much either, but.
0: Maybe you put like an audience in, like so you control people while they're playing the mini game, so like you can pay for like things like block out part of the screen and like screw your friends (laughs) over. I would totally (laughs) pop down a buck for that.
2: Yeah, pay money to. To make the game harder for your friends so you stay on top of the leaderboard, (laughs) that'd be good. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Pretty right up WarioWare's alley. All right, it's time to move on to Buy, Rent, Burn, the segment of the podcast where we all pick a video game. We play them individually, and then we decide which of those three games we would personally buy, Rent, or Burn, if given the chance. Um, Up this week, Andy has selected Penguin Land for the Master System. This came out in 1987. Justin's gone with Strider for the NES. This was released in 1989. And I have gone with Captain Skyhawk also for the NES. Uh, 1990, that one came out. So let's go back up, start at the top. Andy, why don't you tell us a little bit about Penguin Land?
2: Okay, yeah. Uh, penguin Land is a puzzle platformer, I would classify it as. Uh, you're a penguin on the moon, from what I gather of the, the very small amount of story that I've seen in it. Um, and the point of the game is to get you and your egg safely down to the bottom of the level. And you're basically chipping away blocks uh, with a lot of different platforms, a lot of different enemies, a lot of different uh, obstacles to get this egg down safely. And you're chipping these blocks away to get it to the bottom safely. And uh, I I like it. Um, it. I feel like I've played like, 10 different games just like this, but I can't think of a single other one's name. And it's it been kind of bothering me like all week playing this, but you know, the gameplay uh, is so far. a little
0: bit different, but it, you know what it immediately reminded me of is like reverse ice climbers.
2: Yeah. Working yep, out, yep. You're
0: going down with an egg kind of.
2: Yeah. A little, a lot slower than ice climbers oh, absolutely, for sure too. But uh it's, it's, it's much more puzzle than platformer. I would say it's a lot more methodical. Uh, but it, it it's kind of crazy that for how methodical you can be and just like, you know, slow, take your time on a lot of stuff. Like I screwed up a lot. Like as soon as I did an action, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. Why did I do that? <laughs> uh, cause if you're, if your egg goes more than two or three spaces or something like that, it just shatters and yeah, it's not good. You failed and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, other than that, um, I don't know. I I didn't play too far into the game, but because it, it, it's it's pretty similar. Uh, the enemies vary a little bit, but overall, I, I I quite liked it. How about you? I think it was a
1: decent game. Um, one thing that really annoyed me though, like if you leave the egg still for long enough, a bird comes by and it shits a brick <laughs> on it. Yeah. <laughs> totally normal Damn it, it happens all the time right <laughs> Yeah, like, that was probably the worst thing because you're planning out your move and then all of a sudden this
2: bird just flies by just raise <laughs> your plans <laughs> yeah and, and like you're able to like jump on your egg and break it and it kind of moves out of the way a little bit well yeah it depends on if there's a spot next to you yeah I was going to say <laughs> I learned
0: that lesson the hard way
2: <laughs> yep
0: <clears throat> I don't know I think like visually it was a very well put together game um I just didn't enjoy the gameplay like I found it extremely frustrating and like it's one of those games where the only way to succeed is by failing multiple multiple times um I just I'll be quite honest like I kind of rage quit on this one I I tried it a few times um I never actually did successfully beat the first level because I just finally got to a point where I was like I don't care uh what's beyond this and I just I, I turned it off <laughs> <clears throat> maybe I didn't give it its you know it's time in the spotlight but um i didn't feel feel like i wanted to either i guess and i'm i now hate penguins forever i just <laughs> if i see a penguin i'm kicking it
2: such a hypocrite this is i mean this game is exactly like Steamworld dig i don't know what you're talking about
0: <laughs> totally like Steamworld dig except him
2: except it's like also, having like in high school where they gave you that egg that you had to parent for a weekend, and you had to take it into a mine and get to the bottom.
0: Now that's a game. Somebody yeah. would develop that. Uh, Justin, how about how about Strider for the NES?
1: Well, um, I guess it's a, like a side-scrolling, don't you know, action type fighting game. Um, I had never played it prior to picking it. Figured it. Try it out. Um, it's not a very great game. The uh, layout of like the levels and stuff is kind of interesting. You have to figure your way back and forth, jumping platforms and whatnot. Um, the enemy spawn kind of frustrating with the ones that jump at you. You don't have a very good angle because they're they land like diagonal on you, and you can't attack them very good kind of bad game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd say it's kind of like hack and slashy. It's almost like um, <clears throat> Ninja Gaiden, if Ninja Gaiden required you to traverse back and forth and had half the move set that Ninja Gaiden has, I guess. Um, I know like Strider's an arcade port. Uh, I think most people like and prefer the Genesis version, which is more like the arcade. Um, the NES version's scaled down. I, I think, like, for me visually, it's pretty... Striking, I like that. I think it looks cool, especially that opening first level with like lightning and thunder and everything. Um, but yeah, it's just yeah. it's got that problem of <clears throat> early NES games of where like the objective uh, and some of that is just so not clear. Uh, it's through trial and error that you know I I had I mean I've owned this game for a long time not put a lot of time into it. I actually had to watch a. Um, walkthrough of it to realize that I needed to go back to the beginning of the very first stage to get back to read the the data disks and figure out where to go next um, which I guess isn't unusual for an, a game of this era um, I, I didn't mind the gameplay I thought it was just fine it's just you know it's kind of one of those games where you really got to plan out your attacks and then take the time to farm health um, but yeah I just I kind of got frustrated with it it's not my favorite Capcom game, um, kind of like it. Kind of reminds me a lot of like Trojan, like those early Capcom games where they're just like really not that great.
2: Yeah, it reminded me a lot, like uh, just kind of like the traversal and going places of uh, and a lot of the art too is uh, Bionic Commando.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good yeah. comparison.
2: I didn't realize you could get health back
1: from killing enemies.
0: Yeah, they drop like a pill, um, and then like because yeah, the because the re- you know they respawn as soon as they go out of frame. Like I would just get to a spot yep. where I knew they would come back, and I would just run in and out of frame time and time again until I got my health, because they just keep dropping crap.
1: I
2: should have done. Yeah, that. that's the only way I got
0: as far as I did.
2: It does have like one of the best sound effects of an attack in any game. I love that, a chwing or whatever <laughs> when you're attacking.
0: We're we talking Wayne's World. Did you watch that movie? The
2: yeah, I feel like like if they designed that like this game, and then the guy's like, "Hey, Bill, how would you describe how this guy walks?" And they're like, "Oh, uh, so weird, isn't it?" I guess, I guess he's got a stride. <laughs> yep, that's right, Bill. He's a strider.
0: Yeah, it's a bizarre like walking stance and animation. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know if anybody else did this too, but when I got to the Egypt level, I immediately walked left off the front of the train and fucking died. <laughs> Because I didn't know, I thought that's the way I was supposed to go, and I was like, "What the hell? What did I do wrong?" Uh, yeah, I—I I mean, I could see where if I was a kid, I might have put the time into this to get a lot further. But I just—I mean, I've played the other versions of Strider that I think are better, so this is not—this is not a great port of Strider. Um, you know, maybe if if I'd played this back when it was the only version I was aware of, um, I'd probably be more into it it didn't really do it for me.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. If I was younger, like you, um, cause definitely it definitely, like I don't know, when I first started playing it, it first thing I thought of was Bionic Commando, just the yeah. whole computer, like typing out, having to select the three different options, whatnot. But, and I I liked Bionic Commando when I was younger. And I think this game probably would have liked younger a little bit more, but right now it's not, that great of... <laughs> Yeah.
0: I will say it almost kind of reminded me a little bit of two. Um I know that, like the gameplay style is a little bit different, but like I really like um codename Viper on the NES from Capcom. And that's almost that's a more brutal game to where like it's one hit deaths and everything. And I used to sink, like I would just stick with it and sink like hours into progressing through that. So I think if I was in the right mind frame, like I could totally sit down with Strider and like really go through the game but I don't know. I just, I don't have the patience. I'm too old. My reflexes aren't good. I can't, I can't do it anymore.
1: (laughs) I was just going to say, I don't have the patience to play these type of games
2: anymore.
0: I agree. I'm not NES hard anymore.
2: No, that's, I mean, that's true. Like, I mean, even for me, like Contra, like, is a game that I can't really put that much time to and into anymore just because I'm not that good with the reflexes that that game needs anymore. Even though it's, you know, widely considered it's a great game. I don't dispute that.
1: Yeah.
0: yep i agree uh
2: how about your game uh captain skyhawk
0: all right so captain skyhawk so the reason i picked this is i I think i did a video on my youtube channel a while ago it was like top 10 my top 10 games for the nes that are still under 10 dollars um captain skyhawk made it in that list for me and then um we had cartridge fun on our guest from a couple episodes ago um i had met up with him and he had done a video, like top 10 games he was thankful for on his YouTube channel, and Captain Skyhawk uh, made it into that list, and I was like, that's so crazy, because like, I love Captain Skyhawk, nobody ever talks about it. You're the only other person I've heard say like what a great game you think that is. and um, It's kind of a hidden gem, so basically like that's why I put it in the list. It, it, we had just talked about it, and I was like, damn it, I want to play Captain Skyhawk. <laughs> um, so Captain Skyhawk, for those of you who don't know, it's a Milton Bradley game. Milton Bradley does not have a fantastic track record on the NES, um, and basically, it's kind of like this iso... Well, for the most part, the main game is an isometric um, airplane shooter. I think you're like in an F-15 or something. Oh, maybe not, though, because you can fly in outer space. So I don't know what the hell kind of airplane you're in. <laughs> but anyway, you basically have... It's 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 really cool because it's broken up into multiple stages. Each level three stages. Um, you take off from a runway. You get this isometric view. It kind of plays out like a more fleshed-out version of, like, Zaxxon, where it's, like, pseudo-3D and isometric. Um, There's depth up and down to the level, and you progress through that, you beat an end boss, and then it goes into an Afterburner clone, um, essentially is what it is, and you're just dogfighting. And once you've completed that, you go into outer space, like you do with any airplane, totally natural, and then you dock with the International Space Station that for some reason has a door that's like the size of an envelope that spins in a freaking <laughs> circle. Um, and, and then you have to manage to land your plane Time it with the rotation of this little envelope slit and go in to dock the thing, which might be one of the most challenging pieces of the game. If you if you can keep your plane only going up and down, you're fine. If you accidentally tap left or right, though, you're in for a nightmare. Um, and then, like, the cool thing is, is, like, if you dock successfully with this space station, um, you can pick your loadout, like, upgrade your cannons. Always upgrade the cannon first. It's the most important And then you fly off to the next mission and you just sort of like rinse and repeat. There's little variations. Um, There's some where like you have to drop a package into a hole on a level that just repeats um, until you get the packages delivered. Um, So there's just kind of cool stuff like that. Really simple game. It's basically, I almost look at it as like three mini games strung together and then it's repeated a dozen times and that's the game. But I don't know. I've always like, my neighbor had this as a kid. I always liked it. The controls are a little bit loose. Um... There's a lot of trial and error to it, and there's just some dumb luck, um, just with how the levels are designed and crashing into walls. But I don't know. It's just it. It's a very arcadey feeling game to me, and you can blow through it in like less than an hour. Um, I, I think it's truly a hidden gem, like one of the last few hidden gems in the NES, because like nobody seems to talk about this game. I mean, it is so cheap and a good amount of fun, at least to me. Um, I don't know what I don't know what you guys thought.
2: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I had, when I was young, and I had my NES, I I only, I think I only owned three games. That's the only ones that I remember. And it was Super Mario Duck Hunt, uh, Trojan, and Captain Skyhawk. So I put a decent amount of time into this game when I was younger. And <laughs> I liked it a lot back then. And returning to it, I like it almost as much. There's some things that are a little bit more annoying then back then um but overall yeah it's it totally holds up to for me at least for like a nes shooter um it varies enough to where there's a lot of obstacles and i kind of like that you have walls that you can crash into and you have to like maneuver this tube basically uh instead of you know like a lot of shooters are just just worry about the bullets and the enemies you know that's this has, like, another right. layer on top of that. Um, yeah.
0: And to me, it's got, like, some of the most iconic music. I mean, mostly just because I played it a bunch as a kid. Like, that soundtrack, especially after, like, being the boss, like, oh, I love that little jingle. Yeah. Like, it's just such great music.
2: Yeah. I will say that the the afterburner-type sections where you're shooting planes down um, in a first-person kind of perspective or kind of third-person, but it's more first-person. Um that just got annoying playing through the whole game. Those were the ones that I just didn't yeah. I they'd just go on for too long and I was just uh I was just ready to be done with those. I always found myself like
0: hitting those like every other one I'd hit like randomly and I'd be like on my very last life in that continue set. I'm like, alright, I've just gotta make it through, just gotta avoid the fire, and like I'd get hit down like right away. <laughs> damn, damn it, I'm continuing in this crowd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree, those don't hold up well. It, they kind of become become more of, like, a test in, like, avoiding things than actually playing.
2: Right, yeah. Yeah, and I I had the same thought of, like, why would you build a uh, space station that rotates <laughs> like that? Like, especially, like, when, <laughs> if you miss and the plane blows up directly on your space station, that, that can't <laughs> right. be ideal at all. Like, no. that's not... Well,
0: it's it's a flawed design to say the least it's sort of like the death star like yes it's, it's you can't destroy this thing except for the one little hole that lets you destroy this thing <laughs> except that hole is the entire fucking space station yeah except it's the opposite you the have envelope. to fit
2: this hole to not kill us all. Right.
0: yes yeah it's 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 an odd design choice but it's interesting
2: yeah plus my favorite thing in this whole thing the the picture that says destroy your enemy base destroy the enemy base uh, did you guys take a look at that? I did not. Okay, it's those little bubbles that are like the bosses of the main uh levels, mm-hmm. but it it looks like just a bunch of it. It looks like the enemy base is just ejaculating.
0: <laughs> How dare you tarnish this game for me? I'll never look at it the same again. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: I spent like 45 minutes in total playing this game and I did not beat the first level. I'm not good at it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I I couldn't beat the first level of Penguin Land, so it happens.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I I struggled real bad with the walls and I found it easier just to avoid the enemies, but there gets to be a point where you can't do that either and yeah, I
2: honestly I couldn't beat the first level of this game. <laughs> Gave up after about forty-five minutes. Yeah, there is something to be said. There's, there's sort of, there's like a momentum to your ship. I mean, right. Once you let go of the direction pad, you don't stop. You know, you just kind of drift that way a little bit, little bit more. And and I, I found that too. That I was hitting the wall sometimes just because of that. You know,
0: it's kind of like one of those games where like a really tough like vertical scrolling shooter. Like if you get in like that weird Zen like frame of mind where like you're playing but you're not fully conscious like you'll just get on these amazing runs and like that kind of happens to me with captain skyhawk a little bit too but yeah then you then you get into those same phases where like i can boot up the game and not get past the first screen and (laughs) so like i totally get what you're saying justin it makes sense
1: And, and to begin with i i struggle playing these games anyways like i've said um side scrolling and top scrolling shooters i struggle with so this one kind of falls into that category for me, yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's better than D4. It right? It's tough to play. <laughs> okay. Yeah, except for the crashing sound. <laughs> <Whee>!
2: <laughs> it is. It is better than D4. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> the bullets could be bigger. The bullet size could be bigger in Captain Captain Skyhawk for sure. Like yeah,
0: and easier to see. Like they yep. just blend into the background so yep. well. Um,
1: my biggest thing too, like when I did shoot an enemy and then they explode, like I'd try to dodge that too, because I didn't. At first, like I was trying to dodge those because I didn't know if that would kill me too. Oh yeah. And then I ended yeah. up just crashing over and over again because of that. And finally, I realized that that was yeah. damage Well, me. And,
0: and you didn't even get to the like second or third stage where there's like giant robotic volcanoes that just like spew crap out of you too for no good reason. Like, yeah. There's <laughs> definitely a lot of cheap deaths. But
2: well, the, and there's two levels in that game that seem like they go about twice as fast.
0: They do like, until you die the first time, but I have
2: actually beaten the game
0: not dying on my like speeded up playthrough, yeah and like man, you can really progress, yeah, yeah. and the, I think both of those levels are the ones where you have a like kind of like adversary fighter pilot who just chases you down relentlessly yep. through the whole level, yeah, which really screws with you on top of like so not only do you have to avoid walls and these like narrow shoots, you also have to like avoid this guy's like fire inside that shoot sucks.
2: Yeah, that's definitely it makes it really tense.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I think um, I think we got everybody's opinions and uh, points on on each of these games. Why don't we go back through the list? Andy, kick it off, and why don't you let us know which game you would buy, rent, or burn?
2: Yeah, this is this one was really hard for me. Um, I actually liked them all for the most part. Uh, there was weak parts of each of them, but. Uh, for my buy, I think I'm going to have to go Captain Skyhawk. And that's maybe more of a n- nostalgia thing. That definitely hit me again, uh, being able to play through that. There's a lot of stuff that I forgot. I totally forgot about the space station stuff. So I got to that part and I'm like, oh yeah, you can buy upgrades. Oh man, this game's cool. And, you know, once you have your cannon fully loaded, that's, it's a, it's, it's like overpowered almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. That's going to be my buy. My rent is going to be Penguin Land. F all the haters, apparently, on this game. <laughs> <laughs> penguins are It might are just be awesome. me. We don't know yet. Yeah, penguins are awesome. I don't know what you guys are thinking. Uh, but Well,
0: global warming is going to take them all out, just saying. <laughs>
2: so. Why do you think they're on the moon?
0: <laughs> well, that's a good point. This game makes total sense now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it had an environmental theme the whole time we didn't even know it <laughs> uh, yeah I mean it's a pretty good puzzle platformer uh, <laughs> it takes some getting used to I think if you really like got the muscle memory down to like what what happens if you do certain actions uh, you could get really good at the game and it could really like uh, feel good to accomplish some 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 of those puzzles yeah um, and my burn is going to be Strider. Not so much that uh, that I don't hate the game, but uh, it, it's competent for what it is. Uh, I it's probably one the on the higher end of action games, I would say on the NES for me at least. Um, like I said, I like it's got that perfect amount of uh, being able to attack a lot and the range with a you know close weapon like that. So a lot of those games really screw that up and uh, Strider does it right for me. Um, But yeah, it's, it's not a hate like I, I have for like something like Bionic Commando, but it unfortunately with this list, it's going to be the burn.
0: You're burning Strider and you hate Bionic Commando. We just lost half our followers. (laughs) You know, real gamers.
2: Yeah. Forget Capcom. Milton Bradley's words at <laughs> Exactly
0: <laughs> We are the worst podcast ever. It's <laughs> uh, <that's> awesome. <laughs> Justin, how about you?
1: Well, I haven't really said much as far as to let you guys know, I don't think. What my picks are gonna be. Um my buy is actually gonna be Penguin Penguin Land. Yeah.
0: Oh my god! Do you have like a sound effect, like
1: an air horn thing?
0: You can play like <laughs> right now. Just trolling.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> Give me that batter up one.
1: It's it's a it's a decently fun game. It's one of those games that you can sit down and just play for a little bit and get really frustrated with really quick. But um, I, I did enjoy it when I went back and played it the second time. I spent probably about 15 minutes playing it the first time and I was beyond frustrated. I actually was planning on going through and playing the whole list the other day and I spent 15 minutes on that and I was like, fuck this, I'm done.
0: You started like, off with Penguin Land watching <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: like, I'm done, I'll do these another day. <laughs> and then, so I came back and started playing them again. And I didn't start with Penguin Land. I went, I went with uh, Strider and then Captain Skyhawk and then Penguin Land.
0: Mm.
1: And I actually, I do like that game. So that's going to be my buy. Um, Strider is going to be my rent. And I, I think it's an alright game. It's a game that is a little bit tougher than I want to sit down and play, I guess. Not that it's a hard game, but again, it's kind of a frustrating game. Um but that that would be my rent. Um Captain Skyhawk is gonna be my burn just because I am beyond horrible at it and don't see myself getting better with playing that more. <laughs> and I think that one probably frustrated me more than Penguin Land did. So yeah, that's gonna be my burn.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be a good buy and burn. Um so I would buy uh, Captain Skyhawk, that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Um, I think, like Andy, a lot of the reason that that's my buy is Nostalgia, although because of that Nostalgia, I still love this game today. And I really do think this is a, a hidden gem of a game on the NES. It's still dirt cheap. It's really fun for what it is. Um, so that's going to be my buy. Uh, now, my rent, I, I would go with Strider. Um, I actually was pretty impressed with it like visually and like gameplay-wise overall. Um, I think it didn't resonate with me too much because I didn't uh, I, I didn't have any experience with it back in the day. But this would totally be one of those games that you know you would talk about like, tips and tricks and like how to progress like on the playground back in the day. And I think if I had had that experience, this game would be maybe my buy on the list. Um, and I think I'm probably when I find the time, I'm going to sit down and like play this through proper um, and actually uh, complete Strider because I think it's good enough to justify that. And I think that's why it fits on the rent for me. Um, and I'm gonna burn penguin land. And I hate those fucking penguins. I hate this game. I don't want to see an egg <laughs> for like six months. I don't have the patience for this crap. I'm sure underneath all of that monotony, there's a great game that's to be found. But I want nothing to do with it. I <laughs> the the, spa- the like the the moon penguin like cinematic introduction was the highlight of this game for me. And that lasted three seconds. So, no. <laughs> <Not that. sighs> but at least the birds shit bricks. So,
1: <laughs> I do shit bricks. Got that. <laughs> and kind Like the, the actual like idea behind the game, I think is impressive, and it, I can see where it would be fun. But
0: yeah, it's kind of funny because like it really is just borrowed ideas from other arcade games of the time. And Milton Bradley just kind of like slapped them together, but <laughs> for a Milton Bradley game, it's pretty damn good.
1: And it could be my controller too, as to why I didn't like it as much. But like you guys said, though, that the ship does continue even after you you stop pressing it. So yeah. I'm guessing, yeah. that's what really messes with me. And
0: it's got really <laughs> loose controls, and then the isometric view doesn't help. And I mean, there is just a lot of like twitch like luck to it too. I mean you can correct to some extent, but like if you're not in the right place at the right time. Yep. Yeah. Well that's cool though. At least we torched everybody's game, one of us. So <laughs> I think that might be at first.
2: It's yeah, gap stuff. Could be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Successful by Red <rent>, Burn. <laughs>
2: Moving on to news, uh, starting off with some pretty sad news, at least to me. Um, a game that we talked about very early on in this show, uh, probably first few episodes, uh, Marvel Heroes, which was uh, kind of Diablo meets you know superheroes, and it's it was a free to play game, but it was pretty generous in be, letting you be able to kind of grind out everything that you needed in the game and ever wanted to play in that game. Um, and news came out that they're shutting it down. Uh, and it's a little bit surprising because the console version just recently came out. I mean, this year, probably half a year ago, maybe six months ago. Yep. And, uh, the initial news was that, you know, Disney was pulling the license. So not much you can do about that when, you know, the license holder says, uh, we don't want to renew or, you know, whatever. And, uh, it kind of hurt because it effectively shut down the developer as well. They're not moving on to anything else. Um, the news was that they, you know, they, they were going to keep it up till the end of the year and news came out, you know, shortly before uh, Thanksgiving that no, they were, uh, shutting down, uh, that Friday after Thanksgiving, basically black, black Friday. And, <laughs> They're shutting down the game and closing the studio, which, you know, all the developers probably on vacation going to Thanksgiving and everything and told that, hey, you lost, you know, your insurance. You lost all this. Uh, No pensions, I heard. Yeah, you need to get your stuff out. (laughs) It, that's, I mean, that's really sad. That's, that's a pretty crappy way of handling that uh, on a holiday week, week like that. Just, you know, even if it would have been one more week, just, you know, do that, give them that. Yeah, But yeah, it's it's sad. I, I played a lot of this game on the PC and then was very excited when they were moving it to uh, consoles and played uh, through pretty much one whole character progression, started another one, um, kind of fell off it a little bit. But yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that the, they would be shutting down that soon. Um, I know the PC version, you know, they were porting to console, so they were kind of ignoring the PC version in that phase. So uh, there was a lot of unhappy people on the PC side. I wasn't playing currently at that point, so I don't know what was actually going down. But uh, yeah, must not have been all that successful. It is crazy. I I, I logged in Friday because I expected, oh, you know, some big thing happening, and normally where they say hey this is the latest update this is what's going on all this new stuff that they have every time that you log in there was nothing there was no mention that they were shutting down nothing it was uh pretty crazy considering you know i don't i don't think they were taking money anymore for you know items and stuff a lot of the stuff was like one penny basically in in their currency so it was like nothing anyway but it's just still kind of crazy that they weren't letting people know who might just log in randomly again that uh, yeah it's shutting down
0: <laughs> yeah it's just kind of a bummer because like when you had mentioned that this game came out I wasn't aware of it and I actually have it installed on my machine because I was gonna play it on ps4 and um you know like you said like it's sort of diablo-ish I think one of the lead guys from the Diablo series was actually involved in the <clears throat> creation of this game at one point and since left but um it's it's sort of weird that they put so much work into bringing it over and just shut it down so quickly um you know and we're like in the midst of you know the superhero like ultimately superheroes that culture those movies it's it's at an all-time high in like pop culture so it's weird that this couldn't sustain and like you said maybe it was the licensing thing which i could totally understand and that's why they had to pull the plug but
2: um, well but there's very few like actual like marvel uh games out there for ps4 you know that's true Big boy console, so it's it's kind of yeah. crazy too that that wouldn't be able to be able to survive. Um, I did put a little bit of money into it. I did buy like one pack or something like that. Uh I don't feel bad about it at all. But I, a lot of these people, you know, when a new character comes out, they buy the whole thing, they buy all the costumes for it. And for them to just like up and gone that that I would be very upset about it. But that yeah. kind of comes with the territory with all these new games that are games as a service and makes me kind of want to crawl back and just play retro games even more.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a crappy thing for a fan base, but like it's, it's even crappier and like your, your heart kind of goes up to like that dev, like those people put all this work into this thing. And then to be told, okay, we're shutting you down, but then, Oh wait, it's a holiday weekend. Like get the fuck out. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, this stuff happens in you know the corporate world, but, that's that's shitty. Like, how many people's lives is you just like upend, you know?
2: Right. Yeah, on it's, a weekend that you're supposed to be spending with family, and yeah. Right. The amount of stress that you would have. <laughs> you
1: know, when you first mentioned it, I I did download it and I played it for about a week, and it played pretty fun. It, like you said, it was Diablo-ish. Yeah, a lot of fun.
2: It sucks to see it go. Yep. On a lighter note. Uh, At least for now, until uh, scalping gets insanely crazy for this stuff. That might be more of a negative news story, but right now they're making a Super Mario cereal, and everybody in the Nintendo fan base is going a little bit crazy for it. Um, Like you were saying to me just uh, Ryan, that the box itself of the cereal is an amiibo, which kind of blew my mind.
0: Yeah, that's kind of amazing. And like, I didn't realize that when I first seen the announcement, I was just like, "Sweet, a Nintendo cereal again!" Like, I was super excited. Um, and then when I saw the Amiibo functionality like included with the package, I was like, "That is just a super cool idea and
2: add-in." Yeah, can you imagine like everybody sitting around at, you know, General Mills or whatever, and Kellogg? I think this is Kellogg's anyway. Kellogg's, yep. Yeah. Yeah, sitting in a boardroom. Like, what if we could get people to buy our cereal but not open it, but then also have them impulse buy it some more to eat it. So to mm-hmm. like double up on it. Yeah. What could we do to do that? And I think they nailed it. They
0: totally nailed it. I'll tell you what, I'm buying at least one full card of this thing. Um you know it's funny because like I don't know how many like I, I don't know. I think you we're all of the age where like we vaguely remember the actual first run of like Nintendo cereals on store shelves. Yep. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yep. Those were pretty cool. But um, it's funny because as you talk about this, like my son, he was like, I already had that cereal. Cause like um, post is it? post. Yeah, it must be post that makes honey bunches of oat. Anyway, they did a super Mario odyssey tie in. And then Mario is on the front of that box. And like honey bunches of oats is like a very, I guess, healthier, not kiddie cereal, but like, because it had Mario on there and Cappy, To him, he already had Super Mario Odyssey cereal. And like, my kids would never touch that cereal in a million years. But the fact that they thought it was Mario (laughs) cereal, they like downed four boxes. So I can't wait until they actually get like this delicious sugar and marshmallow filled version of the cereal. (laughs) Like, they're going to lose it.
2: How are they, how? How is it going to go when you have to explain to them? No, this is daddy's cereal that we cannot open. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I know it's gonna be weird. <laughs> well, it's gonna be a gold, you know, plated glass, bulletproof glass, protected box. So be fine. <laughs> on, the, on the other side, though, like I wonder if I shouldn't just like print out a bunch of like <clears throat> Mario Odyssey images and like put them on like green beans <laughs> and you know lettuce. <laughs> like my kids are gonna eat so well. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah no this is it's, it's weird news but it's like super cool I'm, I'm glad to see like tie-ins like this happening again with nintendo like i'm, I'm super pumped for this like yeah. the kid in me is like gonna go nuts
2: so something that was kind of crazy over this black friday there's obviously a lot of games for sale, a lot of deals none of which seem to be for switch i mean <laughs> i don't know if i saw any uh switch deals but the PlayStation four sold a ton, I guess in a lot of places yeah. it was actually selling out just, <laughs> which is pretty incredible for where it is in its life. Uh, it did hit like $200, which is, yeah, you know,
0: that one ninety nine sticker price. Like I almost bought a second one just uses my streaming, streaming machine. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like I, I'm going to back off, but I almost bought it.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the, the, the Xbox has been at that, for you know you can get that deal almost all year long if you look in the right spots and it it doesn't seem like it was taken advantage of near as much as this ps4 deal
1: right i know of probably about 12 people that went and bought ps4s on black friday wow and like three of them already had one yeah (laughs) just by the second
0: (laughs) well i mean like it's a good enough media machine and blu-ray player that like yeah i I talked myself out of at the last second, but like, I totally was going to buy one. And like, I mean, we mentioned, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, how I bought a lot of stuff off Best Buy online, but I also did go out shopping Thursday night and a little bit, no, not Friday, even at all. But I did do the rounds late Thursday night on black or on on Thanksgiving. And I would say like out of every fourth person I passed, one of them had a PS2 or PS4, like no joke. Like people just, we're buying them up like crazy. It was nuts.
2: Yeah, that's it's pretty crazy because I mean, you talk about how many have sold already in its yeah. lifetime. You almost think it's almost at a saturation a little bit. I mean, obviously the hundred, the the two hundred dollar, you reach a new, uh, you know, a new level of new customers. But even so, that's it's crazy that there's that much uh, PS4s out there now.
0: Yeah, it's a fantastic console. Like. I think, you know, the PS two was probably my favorite PlayStation console, but I think the PS four after it's all said and done is going to be ultimately like the best machine. Like it's just yep. such a well-designed console, comfortable controller. They finally I mean, they're to their credit. They finally got online gameplay and like the PSN network mostly right up to where Xbox live was. And like, that was really all they needed. And it's, yeah, I love it. Like it's my go-to machine the yep. the switch has is, is pulled me away a little bit, but yeah, PS4 all the way. So it's it's great to see them continuing that. Like, I mean, one ninety nine is fantastic, and it's it's hard not to buy one at that price. Yeah, and it was a terabyte too, which is great because yep. like that was a yeah. problem. Is like you know, us early adopters, you get the five hundred gigs. Like Jesus, you fill that up so fast.
1: I actually had the offer. Somebody had asked me if I wanted to buy a new one, and then they'd buy mine from me. Oh, it's- nice. I was like, it's tempting,
0: but then like the hassle of transferring everything but, over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have to transfer all my saves over and stuff. I was like, nah. yeah. Yeah. Right. External hard drive.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Thank God they patched that in and those are nice and cheap now. Yep. Yeah. it's awesome. I'll, I'll be curious to see what the figures are for like how many units were sold in the month of October.
2: Yeah. They did say it's their biggest black Friday ever in PlayStation history. So
0: dude, that's crazy.
2: It's gotta be big. <laughs>
0: yeah well they're they've just like been nailing it like so many system exclusives and stuff too like yeah it's awesome good for them yeah
2: you know and that that's it's rough because i mean the xbox obviously this should have been their year i mean they have a new system out and i i don't hear anything about it
0: no because like they well microsoft adopted that policy that like microsoft you know big exclusives are cross-platform to pc and i feel like we're getting to this point where people are one home console and then a PC game. Yeah. So if you're gonna sacrifice any console on the market, I mean you could you don't need an Xbox to play Gears of War or Halo. You know what I mean? They're they're available yeah. on PC, so I don't know. I, I it kinda makes sense as to why they're kind of lagging behind.
2: No, I mean it, it kind of shows the the Xbox guy, Phil Spencer, he kind of mentioned something like he sees, you know, Xbox working going more toward a service you know
0: yeah like and it and isn't gold, machine
2: based right yeah their game pass is kind of the start of that but you know they he kind of left the door open to be like oh you might see xbox on competitor systems you know as a service you know which is kind of crazy but kind of makes sense too if if you want to get out of the hardware game but
0: yeah it's absolutely mind-blowing though that we went from last gen where the 360 did a lot wrong in hardware like the launch the red ring like complete disaster playstation should have been able to like swoop in but like they came out and just nailed it like most gamers and myself included like the 360 was amazing and xbox live i mean xbox live to me was the key component of that and just to see like it's it's insane that like it has shifted i never would have expected this current generation to see the flip from sony to microsoft the way it has and not like, as it's much yeah right i mean it's a landslide at this point like no joke like microsoft is not catching up they might better themselves but oh my god they're so far into third i mean well assuming the switch keeps going the way it did yeah or does
2: yeah it's, it's not pretty incredible how they screwed that up that much
0: yeah
2: uh and you know it all came down to use games which <laughs> the take two uh ceo i think just mentioned that yeah, another five, 10 years, all games are going to be digital. And it's like, I don't say that. I mean, a big net neutrality law is about to get repealed. And (laughs) well, uh,
0: and the funny thing is, is like, they were right, but had they not said anything, the marketplace would have followed to with what they'd predicted. And it has, and it is like, you know, we've got year over year growth of digital sales. Oh yeah. Like if they would have just left it alone, their rep would have, I mean, they would have started off on a much better footing. Um, and that's ultimately kind of what threw them off. I think, plus they just don't have the exclusives anymore and they lost the, you know, the big thing with Xbox was call of duty was so dominant and like things came first for, yep. for Microsoft and it switched, it went to PlayStation and then, yep. you know, I mean, given all the other stuff, it was just enough to push people over and say, all right, I'll get, I'll give Sony another shot. And it, it's weird. Right. And they just don't have enough original content. I mean, they have virtually none. I mean, they don't, is there anything that you can think of that you feel like you're missing out on on the Xbox? Like, if you didn't play it, I mean, people are over Halo, they're over Gears. I mean, what are, what are what is there by? I mean,
2: Forza is really, really
0: yeah, driving okay. itself
2: into the ground, but I mean, that's every year. Yeah, I mean, that's every year driving now. itself into the ground. Right. Yeah, I mean, they really don't have that much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And I don't wish like any company to like suffer and do poor Like I want everyone to do well, and but I mean it's just kind of it's it's a very interesting situation that I would not have predicted five years ago that we'd be in with consoles.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, if Xbox just quit was out of the system, out of the game, that would be bad for all gamers involved, really. But yes. Uh, what Microsoft should have done though is just gone and done
1: the same thing. Three sixty just upped it instead of. Mainly focusing on a media player, media center, or whatever they did. Yeah. So that was my biggest thing. Like, I don't want all of this. Right. I don't want my TV running through my Xbox.
0: Yeah. Well, and like, they've, uh, that's a huge problem too. That, like, I guess we hadn't talked about It's like they made the OS like so convoluted with Xbox One. Like, they're constantly changing it and like it's never really been good. Like, when I struggle to figure out how to get to my games list from my launch screen on my system, <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah. problem yeah just saying i don't
1: want to i don't want to see what's trending like i don't care what is popular being played right now right let me find my <laughs> games
0: or whatever yeah. banner ad they want to throw at me like i don't need a yeah. freaking nfl network for whatever you're tra- like i don't care <laughs>
2: cool. oh but there's youtubers playing fortnite right now and you can watch them yeah <laughs> <laughs> or i could <can> play it <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, moving on to uh, the land of unnecessary movie tie ins of video games. One that I think I, I would wonder what percentage of people would watch this trailer and actually know that it's a video game tie in. Because I don't think it really references it directly, does it? At least no, it's, no. so,
0: yeah, it's so vague. Like, even like me, as like into gaming as I was and like super aware of Rampage. I was at the end of that trailer and I was like, Oh shit. Like this is rampage. Like the game rampage. (laughs) Uh, I tweeted it out. I think like immediately I was like rampage, like video game movie tie in. Like what the fuck? Like, how does
2: this happen? (laughs) Yeah. So they're making a rampage movie that I, I feel like it's coming from the directors of San Andreas, which is also a movie that the rock was in also about a lot of destruction. And I feel like, They were like, well, we want to do the same movie again, but we can't just make an earthquake again or another world disaster. And then some guy was like, well, I remember back, you know, in the arcade days, I used to play a game that these monsters destroyed all these buildings. (laughs) Like, great. Let's, let's, let's call Activision. What was the story
0: from the game? Well, you see, there's a giant monkey, (laughs) there's a giant wolf, and there's a giant lizard. And they punch the shit out of buildings. Like, it's perfect. Let's make that movie. <laughs> like, There's not a movie in there. Like, I hate to break it to anybody, but it was barely a game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, do you suppose when you go to the theater, you have to like insert tokens, like watch the next 10 minutes?
2: <laughs>
0: uh uh.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I feel like The Rock just kind of shows up. He's trying to go for a record for, like, the most movies ever in a career, I think. So he just signs up for anything, but.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is your typical, like, I don't know when it's coming out, but, like, almost, like, summerish, like, Hollywood, A, just, like, shit blows up movie. Yeah. And then I think they're, like, well, let's get the cheapest video game license <laughs> we can, and then maybe we'll pull in, like, this other crowd, which will be, like, 10 45 year old man who remember playing this game in the arcade back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And that's not fair. Like I do like rampage to some extent,
2: but right.
0: of all of all licenses, especially in 2017 to make a movie out of yeah. Well, it'll come out in 2018, I guess like who came up with rampage.
2: Wow. <laughs> that said there's, st- I mean the Tetris one want- Tetris movie is still kicking around. I think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if that ever gets made like i'm done like i'm <laughs> selling off my collection i'm not playing games anymore it's over
2: <laughs> uh, so destiny 2 has not been so rosy lately <laughs> they've had a number of issues i guess and i've been invent- i I've-, I've pretty much completely dropped it and i know you guys kind of are in the same boat a little bit um but the people that are sticking around to it are not so happy about it it seems
0: yeah, so it, like it turned out that so like any of these games like this where there's like levels and progression, there's always like some diminishing return to some extent, whether it's your XP cap per level increasing um, or something like that. But it it sounds like from what I've heard and understand, and like Bungie has come out and apologized to people for this. Um, what they were doing was essentially um, not so much the raids and stuff. That was all XP was static. It was granted. It was going to be the same every time, but. It sounds like the in-world um, public events and things like that had diminishing returns to where the more you did them, the less you actually earned. But the game didn't outright tell you this, and it kind of covered it up. <clears throat> it looked like you were awarded XP-wise the same amount, but as far as like actual progression, it was decreasing. Um, and some fans and gamers noticed this, like something wasn't quite adding up, um, and they dug into it and it turns out Bungie admitted like there was absolutely the system in place. Um, which again, like to me, the progression in destiny too, like was super easy. So like, I don't like, I expect diminishing returns as I level up. Like the game just slows down. Like that's part of a game like this. Uh, but the fact that they were just kind of, nonchalantly like sweeping this under the rug is, is kind of crazy. And, and I, honestly, it's, it's almost more surprising that it took this long to come to light. Cause destiny two came out in September, right? I mean, we're yeah. right on December now.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess the, the, the really sleazy part of it to me is that, I mean, gaining levels after, after a certain amount, after level what is it? 20, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After level 20, are tied to bright Engrams, which are also purchasable and kind of a loot box item in the game. That's the closest thing to a paid loot box in that game. So kind of slowing down that progression when it's telling you it's not could certainly leave a person with frustration to the point where they'd be like, well, I'll just go buy one, you know?
0: Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I was just kind of thinking like I don't know that I'd even care because like I hit twenty so easily. But you're right, like reaching those next level caps and stuff rewarded you with certain items that you might purchase if you weren't getting them through progression.
2: Yeah, it all comes back to those boxes.
0: It always does.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I I don't know. I th- I think secretly there was somebody at EA that exposed this. Because <clears throat> they're like, how do we get the heat off of us right now? Like, I know, let's throw Destiny 2 under the fuss.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a scandal, but like as somebody, well, all of us have dumped a few dozen hours into Destiny 2. Like, I don't feel the least bit cheated. I guess it didn't really bother me when I heard this news. It's weird, but um, I don't know. I don't know if it really bothers me.
1: I think it's a bigger deal for the people that would sit and play it all day. Cause like, you could go around and do public events for two hours, and get, you know, almost two levels. To, right. So, like to me, I don't feel like I noticed
2: anything. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Like, in a lot of these multiplayer games, you know the the fact of prestiging means that you do keep that consistent kind of leveling though compared to like an RPG where it does slow down. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But then, you know, being destiny is like supposed to be more like RPG almost geared. Like, I mean, I, I would have expected a um, system like this in a game like this. Um, It just kind of sucks that they were kind of hiding it from people. I think is, you know, my big takeaway from it.
2: Yeah. Well, that's kind of a scary thing altogether that you, they can, you know, any of these games can change the underlying way of how a game works, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure this was accelerated, in like the exposure, um, being that they got the PC port, you know, relatively recently. Yeah, because it seems like people are like like more able to exploit code and stuff once it's on PC. So probably yeah. what brought it about now versus October.
1: In August 2002, Sony will expand the entertainment horizon of the PlayStation 2 by introducing the Network Adapter, allowing you to connect to gamers across the country for online play. And if you're anything like us, you want to know all about it. So we thought we'd ask the folks at Sony a few questions.
2: People have very high expectations of what a a networked console should offer them. So really our philosophy is to try and offer exactly the same very visceral, challenging experience that they've had offline. And really carry that into the online space. You'll log in and they'll be here. Oh shit. WHAT! WHAT! NO! He was like lagging
1: out, walking in place. He turns and kills me. All right, and this week we got the topic is going to be early online console gaming and our experiences with that. Um, So yeah, I guess basically my first experience would be um, pretty big into the PS2. Um, You get the network adapter and everything, and uh, it's kind of a nuisance actually, but um, that would be where my first personal experience for multiplayer online gaming started. Um, what about you guys?
0: Um, I did go to the PlayStation 2 around, you like the network adapter for my PS2 fat, uh, but not before I got Xbox Live. Um, I was an early adopter, I bought Xbox Live back when you had to go get like a CD. Um, I bought it on launch day, I went to Best Buy and bought my Xbox Live kit, and uh, I don't know, just was such a phenomenal, like groundbreaking thing to me, in, like a console game uh, system. Yeah, that was that was my first like endeavor into that, and I'll always remember it fondly.
2: So, what was like your first game that you loaded up online?
0: Um, so when you bought when you bought the kit, it came with the CD to install. Um, you had to obviously sign up and create your username or whatever. Um, and then it came with the headset, and a demo for two games. Like I didn't buy a game right away. I remember it was the same day that metal gear solid Two substance came out uh, for the Xbox, also, which I think I picked up, but so I didn't buy another game that was online enabled, but it came with a, a, a sampler and you got to play whacked, which was like this weird, <laughs> um, like third person, like mini game beat em up thing. It was stupid, but then it also came with moto GP. Um, and that was phenomenal. That was the one that I spent the vast majority of my time playing for the longest time. Um, and yeah, MotoGP on the first day of Xbox live was, that was a great racer at the time that it came out. Um, and it had like, some. I just remember having like some weird online issues. Like you could totally play the game, but like when you got in there with somebody that was like laggy, their motorcycle and their rider would just be like flopping up and down in the air, like 20 feet over your head. Like it was just the weirdest thing. Like their place in the race was accurate, but like they wouldn't be on the ground. Um, and then the cool thing with that was like, if you installed this, um, you had access to MotoGP online, but then you only got three tracks. Well, if you bought the game and unlocked every track in the game, which you could then get around because rental stores still existed. So you would just go to Blockbuster, which I did, and you would rent MotoGP, play it on your system, and it would unlock the entire game for you. Um, and you would not even own it. So, uh, it was really cool. And I got really into that game and really competitive. And I don't know, it was just really cool to be part of like that community as it was growing. And like Xbox live was still like technically impressive for the time, but it was pretty janky. Uh, but it was really cool. I just remember there was like a lot of, it was like a pretty small community. So you'd see a lot of people the same, um, day to day. And then there were a lot of UK people for some reason. Um, I don't know what the crossover was with that. Um, but it was just kind of neat. Like, I don't know. It it was a really fun first experience. I mean, I I know a racing game online sounds really lame now, um, but back then, like that was cool. How about on the PS2? Uh, Justin, what did you first get into with that and the network adapter?
1: Um, I guess. Yeah. Mainly. I think it was like early 2004 is when I finally decided to, I think it was 2004. Anyways, I decided to get the network adapter and I got Socom 2. And uh, a couple friends of mine and I would play that all the time. Um, I remember many times you'd take, you know, three, four days off from work just to sit home and play that game. (laughs) Um, At one point, there was, you'd get into lobbies where it's like a full clan on the other side. And then they'd do like game battles and whatnot, went on. And then, they would send you a message every so often. If you went against a full clan, you could expect messages from them for tryouts, (laughs) (laughs) just stuff like that. Pretty entertaining. I think that game, I probably spent the most time playing that game out of any game ever. Just the years put into that.
0: When I remember like SOCOM being like one of the first games, like really caught on competitively. Like, you know, before MLG and all that stuff, like that was a pretty popular game. I mean, outside of PC. Like I would say that was the next notable one. And then obviously Halo 2 once that launched, but Yeah. yeah. My problem, like, because I bought the network adapter for the PS2 early on also. Um, I think the biggest problem back then that PS two had going for it was like there was no centralized service like you had with Xbox. So like each developer or publisher had like a different thing you had to sign up for and for each yep. game like it was such yep. a pain in the ass like in your case if you're just sticking to one game and that's like that's your jam like that's that's perfect like you don't have to worry about it but like god it it got <laughs> so tedious like for every game you had to create a new account a new login remember it and <laughs> F that yeah.
1: No, it got pretty bad because there was a couple other games I did play um, I can't think of them offhand but um maybe triple play baseball or something I played sure a couple times but um, anyways, yeah, you had creating accounts and like, you had to actually remember everything cause it didn't save it for you.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is like, I guess we should probably put it in comparison, like for people that weren't around and don't remember like PS2, you bought the network adapter in the game. It was absolutely free uh, to play online for anything. Xbox, I think had a little bit of a, it, it's accepted now, but like Xbox live, I think launched at like 60 bucks. Like it was $60 per year to be able to play online games. Um, so a little bit, I got what you paid for in terms of, I have a single service I signed into, but like the PS two and having that be free to anyone who bought the adapter and then later the PS two slim that had it included. I mean, free is always good, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I actually upgraded to the slim. Once that came out, I bought the slim right away or fairly soon, at least just because it was built in and
2: just looked better yeah I, I mean ps2 was where i kind of started out too i got the network adapter and and i i remember playing a few games but the one that really stood out stood out to me like when i first tried it was tony hawk 3 i believe it was one of the tony hawk games there and that was <laughs> quite an experience too you know hopping online and seeing people everywhere and it's the same type of thing with the leg it was like Wow, sick trick, dude! You're like spinning in the air, like doing like, a two thousand spin. You know? like, how you doing that, man? Um, and then, like the the, I mean, for for SOCOM, it makes sense that you have clans, right? Like that's such a team based game, anyway. But then, like that was like my first experience to be like, why do these guys have weird characters in brackets and stuff in their name? And you know, like in Tony Hawk it's like it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, well, one. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong, it wasn't three the one where you could like take a crappy digital camera photo of your face and like email it to them and like have it in your creative character?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't remember which one that was, but yeah, I do.
0: Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, it's funny because like I never went online with that, but you'd like think naturally that would have been one of the games that I gravitated towards. But I think on PS2, like I think it was like Twisted Metal Black I played the most, maybe. Cause like when you bought the network adapter early on, you could like send in to get it for free, like the online version. And I did that. Um, And I played a lot of that game.
2: I can say I had a really negative experience as well. um, That really actually kind of turned me off of console online gaming. (laughs) My first bit was my friend picked up the uh, final fantasy 11 with the hard drive. Oh yeah. So right.
0: you needed the hard drive that and stuff. the old fat model too, didn't you? Yep.
2: Yeah, uh, we were like super pumped about that. I mean, we're huge fans, of final fantasy. That's the next one. Got to pick it up. Well, that was the MMO, you know, that was the first MMO and it was like completely like backwards to what, you know, a traditional final fantasy was sure. I guess I just wasn't ready for that type of, Gameplay and neither was he. He was pretty upset about it. So
0: you were expecting turn based, and said you got like kill forty rats. And you're like,
2: yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, I, 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 I know like that game is pretty, especially the early part of that game was just like really notorious for like how bad and how like bland it was for an M- MMO. And yeah, it got better over the years, I think. But
0: nice. Yeah, I was gonna say like I uh, back in the day. I don't know if they still they. I'm sure they don't still do this, but um, you could go on like PlayStation's website and like register through PlayStation, like Underground and like the Beta Club, and you know tell them what consoles you had and like put in to like get beta access. And like one of the ones they sent me to test was uh, EverQuest Online for the PS2.
2: Oh yeah,
0: (laughs) and I jumped into that and like I had never played an MMO like was just so fucking lost. And like, it was so hard to play that and chat with people without a keyboard. And like, I did find some like poor sap who like friended me and like guided me through like getting into the first few levels. And like, he healed me while I like, beat the shit out of like dozens and dozens of rats. Uh, but it was not a great experience. And like, it was one that like, I didn't enjoy. And I just remember thinking like, man, this is not for me. Like it almost kept me from playing world of Warcraft. Cause like that first taste was, not good.
2: Yeah. I mean, I it is it's like ever since that day I've just kind of always been like, you know, maybe online gaming is just not for me. You know, like <laughs> I right. even to this day I still kind of have that where it's like things come up and it's like, yeah, this is just not the type of thing I want to play, you know.
1: Yeah. I I have to reference this. You were big on that. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> you were our big. I was the big. <laughs> Be be aggressive, on what game? Yeah, on on uh, EverQuest or yeah, EverQuest the one that you got for Oh the Everquest. EverQuest. Yeah, Everquest. I was totally banned. Yeah, O G yeah, yeah.
0: Except they didn't go around like inviting everybody to <laughs> 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 want to be in our party. Hi, <laughs> nope. you have a Play. <laughs> I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> Is that okay? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, I was totally really? lost. Like it was nice to like some guy to help me out, but like I think I only got the trial for like the first two months, and then it was. I want to say it was like nine ninety nine a month to play EverQuest online on the PS two, and I was just like, "Fuck oh. that!" Like I'm, I'm totally done with that.
1: And didn't Final Fantasy have one like that too? Yeah, or was that that was, on the, that was the eleven
0: like Andy was talking about? Like that was the big one that. Yeah. I think everybody expected that to be just like this tidal wave of success, and it just kind of <laughs> didn't didn't work out. I guess.
2: It. It was middling, and it stayed that way. I mean, there's still. I mean, I don't. I think it shut down now, but it went on for a long time. I think it went like one of the last games for 360. I think was a Final Fantasy 11 collection or something like yeah.
0: that. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome some revisions. Like I think it did pretty well overall, or it had its fan base. But well, then like another system we're listening or we're missing out on listening here is the Dreamcast, that technically could have gone online right with its 56k modem. Yeah, which I guess you could have upgraded to broadband, but did anybody? Any of you guys take that online?
2: No, I mean I I, didn't have I knew I knew somebody who had Fantasy Star and you know I see I saw very little of it.
0: Yeah. But, I uh yeah. I plugged mine in and I would like surf the web like pitifully slowly. Um, <laughs> and that's about it and then like I bought the Dreamcast late and then I think like the last 6 months of SegaNet existing for it, they opened it up. They're like we're it's free to play any game you want and like I would put in games and like there'd be nobody online so i just i never did i i would remember sitting in queue for like choo choo rocket for like an hour and like nobody would match up so (laughs) fuck that Huh. so um any other games that you guys remember like memorable ones that you went online with earlier
1: on not really games i guess just more um issues that i ran into did you have much issue on xbox with leg switches and whatnot
0: I mean, there was some of that for sure, but I don't think it was as prevalent as it was because like, Microsoft was banning consoles. And-
1: yeah, because that would it kick you out, right?
0: Yeah, right. It would kick it would, you out. It would yeah.
1: disconnect you from live, wouldn't it, or something?
0: Yes, and then your console would be banned, yep.
1: Yeah, because like, PlayStation 2, it was awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> like You'd be playing SOCOM, and you could easily tell it. It's a leg switch person because their person is just standing there moving back and forth and then all of a sudden appear, you know, cross map four seconds later because you had a five second limit. And, wow. And uh, like that took over. And I, to me, that was a huge um, step backwards in online gaming, I guess, just because of what that could cause and just issues with it. Um, granted, I made one and used it. <laughs> I was going to but... say, I know you told me to at uh, so <laughs> Before you get too far but, down
0: this. Yeah. But I. I you can't I, beat it, join them.
1: Yeah. I didn't use it. Like, I did a lot of competitive and um, game battles with a couple of the clans that had recruited me. And I didn't use it in any of those. It was just mainly in like the open lobbies when other people were. It's like, well, screw it. You're doing it. I'm going to. But it was more fun to get my friends with, like, I had a lot of friends that started playing it, and one of them in specific is, <laughs> um, Dennis, one of the guys that I used to play quite a bit with, and he, uh, I remember I was sitting around a corner and I like and killed him, and he was so confused, he was sitting in the other room so I could hear him, <laughs> <laughs> just so confused about it, but, and <laughs> nice.
2: just that whole situation, though, I, I feel I was terrible about it, but well, I think the biggest one was like Halo 2, right? I mean, every, right. it was such a huge thing hauling everybody's Xbox around to their friend's house and stuff and then being able to play that online was I mean that had to have been probably one of the earliest like huge successes to that.
0: Yeah, and that was kind of where they ironed out a lot of the kinks um and like the jank of Xbox Live like you know you could easily track who was saying what um <laughs> And, like, the lobbies <laughs> and stuff. Um, so that's, I I mean, that was, like, one of my takeaways. Like, wow, this is really good. But <laughs> one of the games I really loved early on before, and I speak of this because it was before they really, like, buttoned down Xbox Live was Mech Assault, um, which was, like, in the Mech Warrior series, I guess. It was, like, a spinoff. And I would say that that was, like, the first runaway hit on Xbox Live. I mean, just an awesome competitive game. Like, I played the hell out of it. Like I don't mean to brag but I'm gonna anyway cuz I'll never be this good at any game again but like I was ranked like 12th in the world in Team Last, last Man Standing um in that game. Wow. And, I mean keep in mind that was like what <laughs> 10,000 people back then. So that's not a big achievement. And then the <laughs> end the, the scoreboards reset monthly at the time so you know take it for what it's worth.
2: So you're saying I could go, I I could go in and be the 12th. I did this on like the
0: fifth day, not the first day. So I can (laughs) give myself a little bit of credit, but (laughs) one of the things I loved about it was, uh, and I speak about this with like Xbox live being a little janky and like not knowing who said what, because you would go into loading screens in between lobbies before the match would load. And it was just a blank screen and it wouldn't pop up on the TV who was saying what. And I would just do the most horrendous shit. Like, like dumb and dumber most annoying sound in the world like every time i don't know why i was like i don't know i was 20 years old i thought it was hilarious i guess and i would just make <laughs> horrible sounds and like sing like weird songs and like crap from south park people were like what the fuck is going on in this lobby and then you know you immediately shut up once the place is into a match because they can see what you're saying or who's saying what <laughs> i don't know but I don't know. That was really cool. Cause like I had a lot, like, you know, just was saying like, I had a lot of friends, like a group of people that like every night we were Mech assault, so, like all these people that I, I didn't know them. They were just random people and we had a team. We'd go in and just like rape people. And I don't know. It was fun. Like Mech assault was great, but I would agree with you that Halo two was like the first true like testament as to uh, the power of Xbox, I guess, as a brand and then just Xbox live and like what that could bring to a game because Halo 2 on its own is not a great Halo game. Um, No, I I think it's in fact, probably the worst Halo game. But what they did with the online component of that made it worth owning. And I put countless hours into that game and I wasn't even that good at it. Like that was like one of the things is like Halo and SOCOM both had their hardcore dedicated fan base. And those people were all really, really good. And I was not one of those people, (laughs) but I still enjoyed playing it. So, Um, but unfortunately, you know, it would prompt on screen who was making weird fart noises in the middle of loading screen. So I, I had to knock that shenanigans off so. and <laughs> knock it down a point or two there.
1: Uh. <laughs> One of the best things too, um later on in PlayStation two's life, they came up with that like um, cheat code disc or whatever.
0: Oh yeah. The game shark thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Game shark. There you go. Um, so Socom two was in there and it gave, uh, there was a couple of them where it's like, um, double health or um like basically god mode and that at first wasn't detected so people would go in and like just stand in the middle of the map not doing anything and you'd walk up and just like start shooting them
2: just to realize that oh they're cheating you're not gonna win (laughs) take the death
0: that's awesome
2: I suppose most of that stuff was like all client side. Right. So it was just using the internet and different thing, different between them.
1: Later on, they must've figured a way to to detect it because when I finally got a game shark, I was like, I'm going to do this. Yes. I get banned. Really? (laughs) It was like a 48 hour ban. Never again.
0: You know, what's funny too, is like, I kind of forgot about this until we got into the topic was, um, so I don't know what the difference was between the PlayStation modem and the Xbox live, but like I had both of them in my living room. Right. And I had, we had a wireless or we had a router that split the ethernet lines. So it went to the router and then split out to both systems. But for whatever reason, I couldn't use PlayStation two online through the router, which was like super annoying and why I didn't use it as much. Cause I had to pull it into a different room to use it. But I remember mm. calling up the PlayStation like service people. Right. And I'm like, I don't get this like I don't know why it's not working. He's like, "Well, do you have it hooked up through a router?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "But I also have my Xbox hooked up and that works just fine." I'm like, "This doesn't make any sense. Like why is there anything not working, right?" And then I got this poor tech guy. He's on the line with me for like half an hour. He's like, "Well, okay. It's like, what you need to do is you need to call up your ISP provider." And by this point, like <laughs> I'm 20. Like I'm zoned out. Like I don't give a shit. Like I'm over this. I'm like, "Fuck it. I'm never going to play it." It's fine. He's like, "What you need to do is you need to have them open up like the this like like blah, blah 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 one yeah this port like 101 through like 110 he's like can you repeat that back to me he's like you write it down i'm like yeah yeah whatever i wrote it down i didn't write anything down he's like can you repeat that back to me i'm like ah 102 through like 11 50. he's like no that's like 900 lines just like screaming <laughs> at me just so pissed that he's wasted like half an hour and i'm not paying attention and i never called anybody i'm just like no nope, done <laughs> <laughs> but like i just I had this guy just like screaming pissed at me. It was, it was great.
1: (laughs) That was actually one major issue with PlayStation two for uh, where I grew up. The internet provider, you couldn't connect to anything. So you had to port forward everything. Right. And have to call them and have them do that. Yeah. Um, Xbox even had some issues too. So you had
0: had
1: to call them all the time for that stuff.
0: Well, that's worth noting too, right? Cause like we're all upper Midwestern people. Um, and this is granted, this is like 2000 to 2003, 2004 we're talking about. And if you live in like major metropolitan areas or like coastal areas where the infrastructure was there, you might think this is weird that we we're having those problems. But, uh, during that time frame, like it was not even commonplace to have broadband internet.
2: No, I just got, I just got off 56 K at that point.
0: Right. Yeah. And my hometown, in fact, didn't even have the option to purchase uh, a broadband internet until about 2002. I mean,
2: yeah. So
0: yeah, it was a bit of a struggle, you know, and there weren't a lot of people doing it, you know. So we talk about it like it's amazing, like this is like some kind of amazing revelation, which it kind of was, but it was also like a very niche thing because like most people didn't realize you could a do it um, because they didn't have broadband, you know. And <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people that had no idea you could take the PlayStation Two on. Line or the xbox i mean they had just no clue that that was an option
2: right i mean we should have interviewed somebody who like brought their sega genesis online or something like that
0: right yes <laughs> SegaNet did not uh or the what, what was that thing called it didn't make it up to our
2: the x no x Sega network something like that yeah yeah Sega network but there was like that third party thing too x band or whatever yeah 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 that was a cartridge motor or whatever.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that like this was an infancy stage for the industry as far as online gaming. And then we all lived in areas where it was marginally technically possible to even do this. (laughs) It's kind of weird to think about, you know, it wasn't that long ago and it was a struggle.
1: It was honestly a pain to get to work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When I first got it, like I spent probably a good four hours just trying to get it set up to work. Mm-hmm. And then I had to create accounts for everything.
0: And you were always one of the guys with like the worst ping, like every time, like it didn't matter. Yeah. Even on the best day, your ping sucked compared to everybody else's, <laughs> which honestly sometimes was an advantage because yeah. you can jump around <laughs> and fucking ninja people who needs a leg switch. Your ping's 800.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> it's called my
1: ISP. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah. The- the leg switch wasn't until I moved to Forks. Yeah, but then I had good internet. So. Well,
0: I remember like because uh, I I went home for the summer uh, the first year after I got an Xbox Live, and I remember playing with all my friends on Mech Assault, and I'm explaining like, "Well, I won't be able to play with you guys because I'm moving home for the summer." They're like, "Yeah," so I'm like, "No, you don't understand. <laughs> There's no broadband internet at home. I'm like, I'm gonna be gone for a while, guys."
1: <laughs> uh, good stuff. Yeah. I can't wait till my kids are older so I can, cause I still have my legs, which they will be like, what is this?
0: (laughs) They'll be like, you had to connect a cord to go on the internet. How old are you? (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, it's an, it it was an interesting era in gaming and it's, it's crazy to think like how much it's changed the landscape of, of our hobby, I guess. Um, Right. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like some really memorable experiences. I'm sure we all had with just like random online moments and, I mean you know, somewhere
2: right now there's a person sitting on a you know hacked together server of Fantasy Star online on their Dreamcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. That's it, still happening. <laughs> and
0: that's still amazing that somebody invented a doohickey to connect your Dreamcast to your PC so you can still play that. Like yeah. that's awesome. That's great. People are doing <laughs> that. Well and then do you guys even remember like um so the GameCube never really went online outside of the final or the fantasy star games, but they had that broadband adapter. And do you guys remember project warp pipe where somebody built like a portal to allow you to play uh Mario Kart double dash through your PC on the game? Really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Like it's crazy <laughs> that people went to those links back then to like do stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that is that is kind of the plus sign of those early days where a lot of it was just straight up peer-to-peer. Yeah. So it's easy to kind of hack that together through a PC because all you're doing is connecting each other, you know? You're, you're just basically doing the networking of it. So that yeah. part's kind of cool.
0: It's also worth noting that, like, it probably happened to a lesser extent to the PS2 because it didn't have the hard drive built in, but uh original Xbox Live on the Xbox DLC. Yeah, that was free. Like de- developers just gave you more game because they were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't have to buy a season pass. I got like 10 new maps for mech assault free of charge. Like, man, I miss those days. Halo two map packs free. Now, no, now we're getting sued over loot boxes. How much times have changed? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't think they did anything for DLC
2: cuz it was all memory card based, right? Yeah, yeah they couldn't
0: There wasn't like a standard hard drive, yeah, for the PS2. And I think there that's wasn't a the sto- like there wasn't
2: a store to get it from and there wasn't any of that stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, on Xbox, I think like they probably felt the need to do that too cuz they're like, well, we're already asking people to pay, like we should give them something on top of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Times have changed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a good look back. I, I I really, I really enjoy that era. Like those early memories of online console gaming. It's, it's pretty cool. It's all awesome too, that we got to be kind of a part of that first. Like, I guess it wasn't the first leap into that, but it was like the first, I guess, mainstream push. So, right.
2: And if it's kind of cool, if any of us were into PCs, this would be a totally different story. (laughs) Right.
0: Right. PC gamers like these guys are idiots. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think that, uh, Kind of concludes the topic and wraps the uh, episode. Justin, you want to take us out?
1: Sure do. Here, Um, so we got the website. It's going to be www.weekendpodcast.com. We do have a Facebook page. You can go on there and follow us. It's going to be Weekend Rental Podcast. Um, Same thing for Twitter. Uh, Go on there and follow us. It's going to be at Weekend Rental PC. We do have a YouTube. We're a channel where we break up uh, clips and Ryan uploads them in little segments. Um, there, it's going to be Weekend Rental Podcast. You can subscribe on there. Um, and we do have the email for the mailbag. Um, if you want to send anything, questions, uh, feel free to. Um, like Ryan said earlier in the podcast here, uh, the email is Podcast at com.
0: And if you're going to send in your dick pics uh, to the email, put attention Ryan, please. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> and yeah, just paste them in there too. Don't You don't need attachments. Just paste them. A <laughs> uh, podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And as always, be kind, rewind. A very important feature is
2: text chat, but we also have
1: voice chat, being able to communicate with the other player that's sitting in another state by voice. Hey, Nude, don't cross the water. You won't make it across. Ah! Dead man walking. Hopefully in the future we'll have video chat as well.